Welcome to another audio podcast by ChristchurchChristianCenter.org. But the Lord is good. And when you taste something for the first time, like, for instance, a cake with toothpaste in, you have different reactions, don't you? I've got a video somewhere. I tried, I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it, of Eva tasting tomato ketchup for the first time. It's amazing. She loved it. She had a plate full of food, but just eating this ketchup from her finger, like making all kinds of noises long time ago. But you have different reactions to, to different things that you taste. So we've got a video here that, that just shows us uh, some children, different children that you won't know, just tasting things for the first time. Are we ready? There we go. <clears throat> so I remember when, I, I'll talk about my children, that's all right. When Eva was younger, she, she wouldn't touch chocolate. Do you remember, Eva? You wouldn't have chocolate we tried to give it to you, but you wouldn't have it. She said you wouldn't like it, but just maybe because just it was brown. And I don't know what you thought it would taste like, but you wouldn't eat chocolate. <laughs> but uh, sometimes, if you've not tasted something for yourself, all you've got to go on is other people's experience, haven't you? You've just got to trust what somebody else has experienced if you've not experienced it for yourself. So it's like saying, chocolate is delicious, Eva. Come on, trust us. You'll, you'll really like it. No, I don't want to. But once, once she did try it, she realised it was good. Really, really good. And all those wasted months, Eva, of not eating chocolate. <laughs> However, Noah ate chocolate pretty much as soon as he came out of the womb. <laughs> and he hasn't stopped since. So that was never an issue with him. <clears throat> so I'm going to read out this psalm to you. It's from Psalm, psalm 34, which, which the verse is in. And the person who wrote this psalm was King David. Pardon? Sweeties. You don't, no, you didn't like sweeties either. But now you love them, don't you? So that's all right. So the person who wrote this psalm was King David, and he was in a lot of trouble at the time. His life was in danger. He prayed to God. God rescued him, and he wrote this psalm afterwards. Let me read Psalm 34 to you. David wrote, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation I prayed. The Lord listens. He saved me from all my troubles. The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. The children are more than welcome to stay and listen to my boring talk. But if, there's a, if, if you want to take them out the back, there's a crash room there with some toys under the benches. If you, if you want to, to do that, that's fine. So if something good happens to you, what do you want to do normally? If something good happens to you, you want to tell other people. Do it again, but tell other people. Don't you want to share it? So this is what happened with David in this psalm. I prayed to the Lord. He answered me. He freed me from my fears. Those who look to God for help will be radiant with joy. How does David know this? Because it happened to him. And he wants everyone to know. Because he's experienced the goodness of God. Taste and see for yourselves how good God is. And so two of our senses are mentioned here. Taste and sight. Taste and sight. Emily, do you want a bun? You've got to stand here. Oh, okay, fair enough. Who wants a bun? Come on, then you've got to stand here. Stay. You can have it. You can do anything you want with that bun. Anything you want with it. But no, stay. 
You can do anything you want, but you mustn't, you must not eat it. You must not eat, you're not allowed to eat it. You can feel it. Does it feel nice? You can smell it. You can look at it. You can't lick it, because that constitutes tasting. You're not allowed to taste. So what does it feel like? Does it feel good? I don't know. I know that cakes taste nice, so I, I think it feels nice, but a lot of other things feel like that, so I couldn't judge <laughs> it's, it's a yes or no answer. <laughs> you know, it might, it might be the best thing you've ever eaten, it might be the way... It could, you could have toothpaste in it for, you know? Who made it? You could have toothpaste in it. <laughs> or, or anything else. Horrible. <laughs> anyway, sit down, but you can't eat it. <laughs> so, of all the senses we have, taste is unique. T- taste is different from any other sense. Because if we, if we see something, it's on the outside of us. It's external to us. If we hear something, just the same, it's external. It's outside of us. If we touch something, again, it's outside. It's external. And smelling is also on the outside of us. We can smell things that are a long way away. Think about like driving down a country lane and smelling manure. It's, it's, it's on the outside. So, but taste is different because taste is the only sense that happens on the inside of you. It's unique in that way. You've got to take something into yourself, into your mouth, to, to truly taste and experience what it's like. And a, a few moments ago, all, all the ladies got up and, the, and shared something of God's goodness in their, in their life, how they've experienced God is good. And they've tasted and they've seen. It's not just going from other people's experience that God is good, but they've actually experienced the goodness of God for themselves. And each one of these ladies, if you, if you ask them afterwards, would say that, that God is not something or someone that is external to, to them. He's not outside of them, but they're in a living relationship with God. He's at the very centre of their lives, and that goes for, for many of us, if not most of us, here. And I want to tell you just a little about the goodness of God this morning, because in a world that we see, you know, the, the news is just getting worse and worse, in a world that is falling apart... In a country that's falling apart, God's goodness remains. God isn't any less good because of the headlines that appear on television or in newspapers. Despite the events in London this week, God is still good. His goodness hasn't decreased at all. Through bereavement and redundancy and ill health, God's goodness remains. He isn't any less good. He is still good. Where humanity fails, God is good. And we see God's goodness primarily through Jesus. We want to know what God is like. We look at Jesus, who lived the perfect life, who healed countless people, who did incredible miracles, but above all, who was crucified on a cross. He died a criminal's death so that everyone could know forgiveness and taste and see the goodness of God. And Jesus did this because he loves you. The best thing about God, the, 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 the crux of the goodness of God, is that he loves you. No matter what you have done, he loves you so much. That is how good he is. And we may not have every answer as to why bad things happen. I know that I don't have every answer or any answers as to why bad things might happen. But I know that God is good. I know that God's goodness never, ever fails. Because in the midst of suffering, in the midst of illness and bereavement and even terrorism, there's a personal invitation for you, 
from God himself. And the invitation is this. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. God is good because even in the storm, God comes closer to us than the storm can ever get. The invitation is to draw near to God despite all the rubbish, despite the hard times, and to experience his love and comfort and safety in those times. The invitation is for you to know the presence of God in the chaos of circumstances. The invitation is for you to know the kindness of God where other people have mistreated you and to know the joy of God in in the misery that life can sometimes bring. And if life is perfect for you, then then do let me know the secret after coffee, through coffee, that'll be great. But if if life is great, the, the, the invitation is for you, no matter what life is like, to experience the love of God that will simply blow you away. He's got a perfect purpose for your life. He's got a destiny for you. A purpose for your life, one, one which he set in place before he created the whole universe. He's got a love for you that like no other human can give. He's got forgiveness and acceptance for you that can be found nowhere else. And so the invitation is to not just look and observe how other people know God, but for you to know God in a very real way for yourself. Because you've got no idea what chocolate tastes like if you're a one-year-old just by looking at it. You've got to taste it for yourself. It's the same with this thing we call Christianity. With Jesus, taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. So what are we going to do with this invitation to know God? Let me just emphasise that no matter where you are in, in, your, in your Christian life, in your walk with Jesus, whether you've known Jesus for 50 years or whether you don't know Jesus, there's always more of God that we can know. If you, if you think you're a Christian and, but, but you're, not sure and you're, not, you're not sure about your relationship with God, and the invitation is for you to become sure to take that step towards Jesus, to ask him to reveal his love for you, to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. So we're going to sing a song together. The words are going to appear on the screen. And, and I want you to think about what, you, what are you going to do with this invitation to, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Maybe for the first time, maybe to ask God to, to journey deeper with him, to know more of his love. What are you going to do? How are you going to RSVP? to this invitation to get to know God better, to taste and see his goodness. We're going to sing this song together, and as we do so, I'd like you to think about what, what next step do you need to take in tasting and seeing that the Lord is good? Is it coming to him for the first time? Is it asking him that he would reveal more of his love to you? What, what is it for you? How can you RSVP to this invitation? Let's sing this song together.